Hey, welcome to UX Podcast. I'm Varsha. And I'm Alex. And we're so excited to start this podcast with listeners like you. We're here to talk about unique experiences in the world of design in hopes to bring awareness to topics that matter. Okay, so we want to jump right into a topic that we can all pretty much relate to right now. We promise we'll get to all of the background information about the podcast later, but today we want to talk about having a virtual seat at the table. Emphasis on virtual. Yeah, I can't wait to get into it. So let's just start. Um, So Varsha, how has it been working remote and doing UX work? Oh, this could be an episode in and of itself, honestly. You don't realize how efficient in-person meetings usually are until you're forced to be fully remote. Um, I think I've been fortunate enough to have worked with clients virtually before this whole pandemic, so I've been primed to some of the challenges of doing UX work remotely, but that's not to say it's all been smooth sailing, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's, uh, there's definitely more struggles, uh, that come with working remote. Um, and I know everyone has different experiences, but I think it's, uh, it's interesting making things more efficient Yeah. when in general we're trying to have creating a unique experience for individuals within our actual field of work and trying to tackle doing that work while being remote can be extremely stressful yes. at times. Yeah, definitely stressful and frustrating. Um, I've definitely come across challenges in having to, like, in having so much more technology involved in meetings now. Um, it Yeah, it, that's such a good point. Yeah, it can be a huge learning curve for clients. And at the beginning of this whole quarantine situation, I would often find myself doing more training and troubleshooting than actually engaging in UX-related <laughs> yeah. work or, like, you know, just having meaningful work discussions. So it can be <laughs> yeah. frustrating. Yeah, for sure. And and I feel like you spend that, more of that time focusing, like you said, on the technology itself. And I think, you know, it can be frustrating as, you know, as a client, as a person you're working with, but also as a designer, because it takes away from what you're trying to present. And it can really distract people, ultimately. And I think that's what causes that inefficient meeting space um and you know doing everything online I think it just it can really make people feel less connected and a lot of our work is done through digital tools so you know then you know we're we're fighting extra for that Mm -hmm. um for that respect when everything is online true yeah But I will say that all of these remote meetings have made me more aware of my communication and just communication across the board, like among teams, in meetings and over email, like you definitely start to notice patterns. Yeah, I I love that. And I think, you know, there have been more struggles uh, working in UX remotely when you think about that with the communication of a team. So it's... It's good to hear that on one hand, there's a positive outlook in communication with teams, but, you know, I definitely have seen one of the struggles, at least for me, has been being able to explain 
certain things about design in particular, whether it's, you know, the design itself or it's the process that we use within UX. Um, And I think that's, you know, it's been huge when you're working with developers, when you're working with stakeholders, um, because, you know, you have to take that extra time to sit with people. And with the barrier of being online, you know, you can't just walk up to a developer or be in a meeting with, you know, a high senior leader and just say, you know, this is what we're designing for. This is the goal. This is how we're achieving it. And I think that has been a challenge because it, uh, it can create sort of like a, a necessary justification for the things that we're solutioning for. Um, and I think it just makes the work harder to do. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And I know you've been working on so many projects over the past few months. So like, would you say that there are more struggles with working in UX remotely than working in person on a team? And then like, what are those struggles? Yeah, I love that question. I mean, I definitely think when it comes to like user research specifically, mm-hmm. I, you know, I found that a lot of times, you know, working in global for global companies, I mean, we obviously have to lean so much on technology like Zoom or Skype yeah. or so you know, many some tools. form. <laughs> yeah, so many tools. Um, And so we lean on them so heavily to do a lot of our research, um, even like Google Forms, for example, like just trying to get surveys out there. Um, And I think that the struggle with that, as we've had to do more user research online using these types of tools, is that it takes away from the humanity of some of the research that we're doing. And I think that can be really hard because, you know, again, it's about explaining your value of what you're bringing, how you're doing certain things things within the design process. So yeah, I think, you know, specifically when I think about user research, I think that's been a huge struggle. But I think, you know, on on the plus side, it it does get us thinking as designers like how can we best use technology to our advantage? I mean, we're always we're creating processes and experiences for people with technology. So in a way, it's a great um, test of the things that we use. So yeah. I think it's it's been a struggle, but one that is good to learn how to overcome. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought up user research because that's like such an important aspect of UX. And um, there's so many like cues you can pick up on when you're doing user research in person rather than, you know, over a survey or just online. So uh, definitely everything you just said, like definitely resonates with me as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like, it's really interesting because I mean, back to the value point, right. When you're doing user research and the loss of connections, I mean, I'm curious. So like in this kind of world where UX seems still new for other, you know, business units and an organization, I mean, we're talking about doing user research with, you know, customers and people that, maybe don't know exactly what UX is. They're more interested in what we're actually researching them about. Um, But I mean, how do you then help other people within an organization, like bring them along to understand the importance of UX and having a seat at the table? I mean, talking about this virtually, having a seat at the table, what does that look like? And, you know, what do you think about that? 
Yeah, and that's such a great question. And so I'll start off by saying it's pretty neat to see how many companies have started to embrace UX practices more during this pandemic. So from onboarding to employee experience, companies really seem to be more aware of the importance of improving users' experience, especially internally. And I think this has helped a lot in making space for us as UXers mm-hmm. to have a seat at the table yeah. in critical discussions. Um, I still see projects being launched that are more like tech focused rather than experience <laughs> focused, but I yeah. feel like that's a whole nother issue. Maybe we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, another. that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that too. Cause I think working, you know, you know, I've worked a lot in the employee experience side and mm-hmm. something we talk about often is upskilling employees to really give them the tools that they need, but then the tools that they're actually using right need to be at a certain level so that people really feel like hey I'm having a good experience I want to keep learning I want to keep contributing to this business Um, and so it's like a cycle and so I definitely think that um, you know it that employee experience it makes a business say hey we care and we know what our associates want and ultimately I think if they're able to focus on that employee experience it can bring out a better uh you know value statement for why UX as a discipline is really important so I love that yeah and so to answer your question around like how to help people understand the importance of UX I personally like try to use examples of how UX has impacted a project I've worked on in the past or even what can happen when you don't consider UX throughout a project from the beginning or even at the end. So I think real world examples really help. Um, Yeah, definitely. But to kind of further explore the idea of UX having a seat at the table, I've been paying more attention to like who from the UX teams are getting to have a seat at the table. So is it just the leads or does everyone on the team have equal space to contribute? And is it typically men or is it women that speak more in UX meetings? So yeah, that's such a good point too. I like what you said about observing, like bringing people along is also observing who's in the conversation um, and seeing how they react and, you know, what they say about UX. So yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah, like this one study I was reading and it was by um, a lady named Victoria Breskel, who's like an associate professor at Yale, uh, looked into the difference in volubility between men and women in meetings. So Google defines volubility (laughs) as basically like talkativeness if that's a word um yeah and basically the study shows that power determines the volubility for men whereas it doesn't really have a positive effect on women so i mean that's basically because of the concern that a lot of women have around receiving backlash for talking too much and Um, you and I both know there's like strong double standards when it comes to women speaking up and definitely coming off as you know aggressive so yeah when you combine experience levels and backgrounds and so many other factors with this clear double double standard it's 
obvious that not everyone is contributing equally in these important discussions we're having. And I think this is an issue in the UX industry that people are either just not aware of or have bothered to look into. Yeah, I well, I love that. And I think it's so true because when we think about inserting ourselves into important conversations, I mean, that's a big part of it is like who feels like they have the power to really insert and assert themselves, one, in the conversations to begin with, and then two, you know, now that we're working remote and we're virtual, how do you then convey that type of power, especially as a female designer? I mean, I think yeah. those stats are, you know, it's interesting, too, because the uh, the talkability thing, I think what happens with remote is a lot of people will jump in at times and you almost feel, at least for me, I, I feel there are times where I'm like, I can't even get a word in. I feel yeah. like I... That's I, the worst. Yeah, it's <laughs> totally the worst. It's like there's lots of cooks in the kitchen. Everyone wants their hands in something. And, yeah. you know, you're the one... They're like, we need this special sauce. And you're like, I got the special sauce. But it's like yeah. they just don't want to let you in on that. Um, yeah. And it's like, yeah, often it's like, you know, we're fighting to prove our worth during these virtual times. Like, we want to we wanna show that, you know, we're being productive and um, even though we're not in person. So there's a lot more to explore, obviously, here. But I want to bring it back to how we ourselves have been working to have a seat at the table. So, like, Alex, how do you insert yourself into important conversations, especially while being remote? Yeah, so this is a great question. Um, <laughs> I'm smiling so big. Um, so I, you know, I think inserting yourself. So I actually think, you know, even though I said a lot of people are jumping in all at once, you know, I think being able to listen very attentively to what people yes. are saying and then soaky and then I think bringing it back to the why you know like in design we're always asking okay uh what is the goal and and right. why why do you want to achieve this why is this important to you and so yes. I think inserting yourself um you know rather than it being a forceful push of you know this is my opinion this is what I want to say I think actually taking a step back being attentive be like being a great listener and then being able to say okay why is this important why do you think this and I think it's really about creating a space where when people interact with you, they trust you and they know that when you when you do speak, it's going to be valuable because yes. it's going to be around the question of why. And it gives people the ability to trust that you're listening. Um, and, and honestly, I think that's been the biggest um you know, help helper to me as I've worked with other people who I think don't know this. And like I said, really asking important questions, being thoughtful and and very intentional about what you're saying when you do get a chance to speak, knowing yes. that those times are very short and not often. Yeah, I love that. And what stood out to me from what you said was trust and being intentional because um, empathy as designers we hear that word a lot and it, it is important to what we do and how we design but ultimately you know being intentional about why you do things and how it will impact your users is yeah definitely 
Yeah, and I think, like, I mean, it's important to know when to speak and when not to speak. Yeah, and that's so I'm so curious, important. like, you know, how, like, how to know when to not insert yourself into conversations. Like, what, do you, you know, like, what's productive, <laughs> what actually works, like, what doesn't work. And, I mean that's just as important as it is to know like when to speak up and when to assert yourself so that's a great question I feel like we don't usually ask ourselves that question because we're so like focused on you know trying to have a seat at the table and (laughs) trying to have our voice be heard so I mean I think um two things that I consider and these are similar to what you said too is like what's the outcome I want from this meeting? And also, like, who's in the meeting with me? So if I'm working with other designers, um, I try my best to give everyone space to contribute, whether I'm leading the design part of the project or not. So um, as much as, like, you know, I want to show that I'm bringing value to this project, it's important to kind of uh, lift others' voices that aren't heard as much, so so that it's you know because you're working on a team usually. So I think that's that's something that I definitely consider when I'm deciding whether or not to insert myself into a conversation. I absolutely adore what you said about you know pulling other people up and you know crafting an environment for other people to be able to talk freely to voice their opinion and you know, I definitely think that's a really great point um, because it it also is a learning experience for all of us when we're having those types of meetings and conversations so I love that um, I guess that really does lead us to kind of the top takeaways of what we've discussed, which I think having a a virtual seat at the table, you know, really presents. Um, And I think one of those would be, you know, not being afraid to take initiative, even if you aren't in person and learning how to speak up, like we just said, you know, knowing when it's right, when it's not right. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're the person that usually speaks up, maybe try to be more conscious of others on your team that maybe don't Um, contribute as much in conversations and then if you're that person that's usually quiet but has ideas you know consider that you know you don't get that chance unless you give yourself that chance exactly and I think it's it's taking away what you what you've learned from what you've always done and making room to just be a little bit better. And I think that, um, you know, you can be a little bit better in how you design and what you design, what your skill is. But I also think that those, you know, people skills of learning how to speak up both for yourself and then pulling others along so necessary. Yeah. And it, it just basically all goes back to, you know, respect. Um, like you said, it's like, pulling people up and also like giving yourself that space too. So like, you know, equalizing the playing field. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And I think equalizing the playing field, it gives, you know, women especially, um, you know, an opportunity to explain the value of what we do so that, you know, we can help others understand our work and, 
you know, why we need to be in important conversations, why our voice matters. Um, and really, I think it, it helps other people gain clarity, but it also helps us as designers to gain clarity about our importance in design, you know, just like you said about women feeling like they're not talking too much, that they're able to come show up in their power and explain the value of what we do while also almost explaining the value of, of who they are as a professional. And I, I think ultimately, you know, it creates a, a better culture. It's really a culture of virtual respect. Um, and, you know, that at this point in the world that we are in is just as important, you know, it was before, but now it's maybe more than ever um, because we're all online. So I think it's yeah. just a really big takeaway. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something that all of us have to learn, um, whether we like it or not. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All I can say is I hope when you guys are working virtually that you at least, uh, you know, have some good coffee or tea or <laughs> things to kind of keep your days going. Well, we want to thank you guys for listening. Um, we're so excited to have recorded this as our first ever episode yes we're so excited thank you guys um and in our next episode uh we'll be discussing the misconceptions of applying to senior design roles (laughs) so if you want to reach out to us with a story or if you have any comments about this episode shoot us an email at uxpodcast at gmail.com also find us on spotify or itunes and follow us on instagram at uxpodcast Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you on the next one.